0: When I'm swiping as a straight lady on Tinder, guys there can seem obsessed with their height. The app does never ask you about your height, and you can't use height to narrow down your search. So the community of users started organically adding it to their bios. It often appears like punctuation at the end of a sentence. Here's a guy I saw today. It says, looking for a confident, intelligent woman, six foot two. So now we know what he's looking for, a confident, intelligent woman, but all he wants to offer about himself is, and I'm tall. And here's another guy I saw today. His bio's just taller than you think. Great. I'm wrong already. It can feel like looking at a menu in a restaurant that's all photos. And then when you go look at the caption under each dish, it only describes the size of the plate. But wait, is it chicken or pork? Doesn't matter. The plate's huge. huge. This is YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi, 5'2. So that's a personal pet peeve of mine when a guy's height is used as filler instead of telling me information that might be more relevant. But here's the thing height is a legitimate dating preference. What's dating other than discovering your preferences? And if you're outside of what's considered a normal height for your gender in straight land, it's going to come up, probably more than you want it to. Just look at the New York Times wedding section. All of the faces in there are photographed with their eyes on the exact same plane, as if everyone's been pairing off by height, when the reality is, we don't. On today's show, I'm interviewing a tall woman who's always been attracted to short men. And I loved talking to her because, and I almost feel like I need to whisper here, I've been told my whole life to avoid short men by my family, even though I am also a short woman actually sat down and chatted about this with my grandma
3: Phyllis. I didn't really like the short guys. I thought that they were always trying to puff themselves up in other ways. She's five feet tall, and guys
0: have never objected to her height. All the guys, they didn't
3: have to worry about their height when they were with me.
0: Dating when she was in college in 1947 involved a lot of dancing. And she usually spent the night dancing with taller guys, looking at their ties instead of their faces. But there was one exception.
3: Somebody fixed me up with a really short guy with really big feet. They said if he stood on his tippy toes, he'd be six foot tall. Stumpy. Schillkraut was his name.
0: My grandma did not end up with Stumpy. She married Gil, ten. But I did track down Stumpy in an old fraternity newsletter. His actual first name is Dan, and he's retired in Arizona now. But my grandma never wanted me to end up with a guy like Stumpy.
3: I visualized you with somebody about 18 feet tall. Very, very handsome. Beautiful blue eyes like yours.
0: But now with me getting older... With her getting older, she'd settle for a
3: short guy. If he was good enough for you to bring home, I would say he was good enough for me. Maybe someday I'll get some great-grandchildren out of this.
0: But if I brought home two guys who were identical in every way, but one was short and
3: one was tall, which one would you want for me? I would probably say the bigger one.
0: And as she said that, she made a face, almost embarrassed by how that sounds.
3: That would not be nice, wouldn't be fair, because that's a terrible prejudice. And I would like to think that I am not really, the only thing I'm prejudiced about is stupidity.
0: My grandma doesn't want to think of herself as prejudice against short men. But that doesn't change the fact that she's always hoped that I wouldn't end up with one. And that's surely been in the back of my head my whole life helping to shape my preferences. And now that I'm single at 32, I'm ready to rethink my whole approach. And compare that to my guest today, Anna Goldfarb, who has
2: always known exactly what she wants. At a young age, I remember I was sitting in the back seat of my parents' car, and I rem- remember it clicked of like, I want a short guy. I'm going to marry a short guy. And I declared it to my mom. I said, I will marry a short guy, heads up. <laughs> And she was like, well, I don't know. I really think, I'm like, no, it's going to happen. And she kept being like, don't you want some? I'm like, no, this is what I want. I had a Michael J. Fox poster on my wall. Like, I really hammered it home. I'm like, this is what gets me going.
0: Anna has always been super tall. She's six foot one. And after a break, we're going to hear all about her dating preferences, why she's pined her whole life for her own Marty McFly, and the dating app that helped her to finally meet him. We'll be right back.
1: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda.
0: And we're back with writer Anna Goldfarb, six foot one. She loves being a tall woman. She wouldn't change it for a thing. But for the longest time, it made it hard to date. She kept attracting creeps who wanted to wrestle her. And she'd be like, can we just get a croissant or something? So when she started looking for a serious relationship, she signed up for Match.com. And that's a service that lets you search by height. So she set her parameters to what she's looking for a guy who's five foot five to five foot seven. The second guy she saw in her results
2: was her future husband. He was wearing an orange shirt, holding a plastic cup of a drink at a Shakira concert. And I was <laughs> like <laughs> And I was like I'm going to ignore the shirt, I'm going to ignore the setting. I'm like, let's give this guy a shot. And it worked out.
0: <laughs> what do you love about short guys?
2: I like that well, you know, it comes back to Marty McFly on the skateboard. That low center of gravity, that, like, kind of cartoon aspect of he's, like, running around. Like, I think Speedy Gonzalez is the cutest cartoon. Like, <laughs> it's all part of the scene. Yeah. Taps into the scene, like, Oh, there's a lot of energy there. There's just something about their energy that I'm just totally, like, gaga for. I think Tall Guys is being, like, lumbering and slow. They walk kind of like dinosaurs, (laughs) you know? Yeah, and I don't think I like making eye contact with guys. It's always really weird when a guy's as tall as me. And we both kind of look at each other on the same level. And it's like, it's weird for both of us.
0: Well, that's how I feel when I'm on a date with a short guy or kissing a short guy. It's too immediate, the eye contact, the ability to wrap your arms around each other. I don't think you're supposed to fit.
2: It's a little, it's like you're both on a bookshelf. Like Ken and Barbie just look like on the same height plane. I've never liked tall guys. It feels more like a, I don't know, like a brother thing. It's not very sexy to me. I don't have a brother, but I imagine a brother.
0: You're also making a great point that there's an emotional distancing that can happen if you're not living on the same plane as the other person, that it probably feels safer to me. If we were making eye contact all day long and we were seeing the exact same world, that those experiences are too parallel. And I liked the idea that he knew it was on top of the fridge and I didn't and that I could sometimes ask him for help reaching things there. Yeah, I kind of like the idea that when I saw a photo taken by him, it looked like a totally different photo than the one I could take.
2: This comes up all the time. Like I have a whole ecosystem on top of the fridge that only I can access.
0: Is that where you hide his birthday presents and Christmas presents?
2: Yeah, it's like a like a fancy seven dollar card, papyrus cards. Like I always put them up top. I have all my snacks like up top. It's like I have my own little bird's nest up top. So I can see that. Like I'm not gonna try and convince you of anything, but it definitely is a dynamic that exists for reason.
0: What is it like for you and your husband moving through the world together? Do you get a sense that people notice? People
2: gawk. I've seen people hang outside of a car window and take a photo with their phone. I've seen people gasp. I talk a lot about short guys on Twitter. And I remember I was walking down the street and someone tweeted at me like, "Yo, you weren't kidding. I saw you with the shortest guy on the planet. I'm like, "That's my dude." Like, what do you think, it's a gimmick? (laughs) I walk the walk. I love little dudes. So I have a bit of a reputation in Philly for it now. It probably looks like I'm babysitting from the back (laughs) because he's so much smaller.
0: What does your husband say about your body?
2: Well, at first I think he was just excited to have any woman find him an ideal. I don't think short guys are ever told that they're an ideal so I think he was excited about that. You know, he's always holding my hand when we're out. Every time we walk somewhere, he reaches for my hand. So I think he's, like, stoked on it.
0: Do you have advice for women who are dating the kind of guy who feels like he's been neglected by the general dating population?
2: You know what? That's a really great question. I think it requires a lot of patience because I imagine this guy has had this running commentary in his head. For almost his whole life of I'm undateable. Like women don't want me. And that's not just for short guys, like heavier guys or any kind of guy whose body type is outside of what society considers desirable. Like they have this running loop of like, I'm not what they want. I'm not what they want. So it takes a lot of patience to just sort of reaffirm at every opportunity, like, yes, you are what I want and to celebrate it. Like I call my husband handsome every day. And after a few years of being called handsome every day, I think he's finally internalized like, I'm handsome to her. He may not be handsome, considered handsome to the world at large, but the only world that matters is the one that we both live in. He tells me his confidence has been boosted to have a woman just look at him with like goo-goo eyes. It carries into other parts of his life. And he's actually gotten two promotions since we've been together. The confidence carries through. So even if they're not confident when you meet them, that doesn't mean that they won't become confident once you start a life together.
0: Oh, that's so
2: beautiful. (laughs) I'm dying. I've always loved shorter men, and I always hoped I could find a shorter man confident enough to want to be with me. It's literally a dream come true.
0: How is a man's confidence tied up in his height?
2: It's interesting because I've dated taller guys, too, and they've, they've had problems with confidence as well. Like, I would think that shorter guys, a lot of them overcompensate for having low confidence and be, actually become really cocky and, like, really kind of difficult because they're overcompensating. I've dated short guys that are really aggressive lawyers that kind of, like, really try to, like, puff themselves up. It's, like, very in the wild. Like uh-huh. they try to they try to puff up
0: puff up in terms of career choice or just the way they carry themselves or
2: yeah the way they carry themselves like kind of barking at waitresses like being flashy with their money wearing like chunky watches and i'm like <laughs> this is a little too intense but i've also dated really tall tall guys that had low self confidence too it shouldn't be a philly thing i think guys in philly just tend to have confidence issues <laughs> It's very different than New Yorkers. Like, dating New Yorkers, it's the opposite. They're like, I'm so busy. You have to make a case for why I'd even make time for you. Like, you're on Shark Tank on every date <laughs> making a case. Julie, is the
1: design of it unique or is the material unique? Or there, is it not unique?
2: It is unique. And there's nothing like this on well, the I'm marketplace. I'm assuming it's unique. It is 100% unique.
0: Do you have advice for the single guys out there who don't have a... A wife cheerleader?
2: A lot of it's about boosting your confidence in yourself, following your passions, and just getting good at something. It's okay to not get confidence from a partner when you're single. There are other ways to find it in yourself, and whether it's running a race, learning a new craft. The burden's on you to boost that confidence so that when you do meet the right person – You'll be ready for it.
0: Yeah. I I think about this tweet I got a lot, which was from a listener. And he said, how come on your show, you never talk about the most important thing for dating? Don't be ugly.
2: I have dated straight up warthogs. Like I am not. I've dated some truly challenged, physically challenged men. And they've been wonderful. Not all of them because they're men, but a lot of them have been wonderful. (laughs) And I don't think it's necessarily being ugly. I think if you're part of a scene and you have a lot of respect and you meet a lot of people, I do think you're going to have chances for success. I also think a lot of guys count a lot of women out. The ones who seem the most ornery, I guess, about attraction tend to be the ones that are super critical about women too. All the Reddit
0: bros.
2: Right. Or just. Like, they're the ones with sort of this idea of what they should be getting and what level of, instead of, you know, allowing a woman to have a few flaws the way that he has a few flaws. And I think that the men who find success are the ones who realize it's sort of a larger game they're playing. I mean, it's not just attraction. It's a a good person, a person with good values, a reliable friend, a trustworthy partner. Like there's sort of more going on than just you're hot or not. I mean, I've dated hot guys that have been like total wackadoos. I mean, there's no guarantee that it's going to be a success just because your attraction, your outside attraction is is higher.
0: So let's say that I have a tall lady listener who's thinking about going on her first date with a shorter guy. What's your advice to
2: her? Uh, My advice would be to not mention the height. Don't make any weird jokes about it until, like, maybe the third date. Just treat him like a normal person, (laughs) like not a Speedy Gonzalez incarnate. I would also say to really try to get to know him. Another thing is to do something where you're both sitting down. Do not go swing dancing. Do not go for like, don't do anything that's going to accentuate the difference in height right off the bat until you're more comfortable with each other. But definitely something sitting where you can look at each other's faces and kind of connect on other levels beside the physical one.
0: Thank you so much for talking with me, Anna. You can follow Anna Goldfarb on Twitter at her full name. And she also has a great book out. It's a humorous memoir called I Didn't Think This Through. Clearly, I didn't think this through. (laughs) Clearly, I didn't think this through either. It's available wherever books are sold. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our show is produced by me, Andrea Salenzi, with Lindsay Cradwell. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Our artwork changes every week thanks to Teddy Blanks at chips.nyc, NYC, and our theme music is by Andy Miklas, Casey Holford, Lee Rosphere, and Evan Viola. Special thanks to Milo Bell and Andy Bowers at Panoply. If you have thoughts about heightened dating, feel free to send us your story. There is a contact form on our website, yyradio.com. We're taking a week off to bulk up on interviews and record our Queer Lady Focus Group, so stay tuned for that. Next time on YOY, Why Why, we're going to be investigating my grandma's long standing prejudice against stupidity.
3: The only thing I'm prejudiced about is stupidity. People who behave in stupid fashions.
0: Like who? Who comes to mind?
3: Oh. Uh, The president of the United—the current (laughs) resident in the White House, that flaming asshole—